Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thank you very much, Chris Villar with Greg Hargrave. Governor is Tom Milliken, Heather Park on maternity leave. He is John Jansen. I am Michael Stephen Stone. What's happening today on this uh, very uh, icy it is. January the 23rd? Yeah, I'm going to start my day on the ice and finish it on the ice. Well, I won't be on the ice, but oh, I know. the Red that's Wings right. game. Red yes, Wings that's, game. That's tonight, so I'm excited to go down there. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a little dicey on the way in, so everybody please be careful out there. Roads, uh, road uh, crews. Uh, a plus this morning. Yeah, I think they've done was... a tremendous job. The, the main roads are have were 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 well groomed. Yes, just I mean you know to go along with your wonderful bit. Uh, it, it was the conditions for the chopper were not uh, good today, so I had to drive. <laughs> and yes, you were grounded. Yeah, I was grounded. Right. <laughs> yeah, much like right. Doug McDaniel, <laughs> you're grounded. Except <laughs> you you could go to work. I can go home. to work. I, right. <laughs> I, I didn't have to do it from home. Yeah. Um, yeah, Northwest. I take uh, Northwestern down here uh, after going on 15 mile, and Northwestern was actually okay, which sometimes it's it's not when it's like this. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, and it's still coming down. But you know, the temperature. I mean, I know the, the commute is going to be bad, and I I understand when it the ground is cold, so that's why it's called freezing rain. But it's not freezing, technically, well, outside. Well, no, the rain isn't freezing. It freezes when it hits the ground yes, or your they, car. But Right, but they yeah. say freezing rain, so yeah. to well, me. Well, it depends on where you are because I guess. it's right on that line. Yes. At my house, it was 31 degrees. Oh, okay. So, oh, so it was colder down south. Yes, yes, technically. <laughs> yes, since we're so far away. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you're on that fine line uh, where it's 31, 32, 33, and you never know where that line is, so uh, just be careful. Exactly. Uh, 248-539-9797 is our telephone number. And all the way, by the way, you know, schools are closed today, so hopefully uh, you'll have somebody watching your kids if you have to go to work if not you know enjoy your yeah, day enjoy off your day off yeah. although there are some people out there who believe uh work is a haven so they don't have to be with their kids <laughs> yeah, and here i am <laughs> <laughs> yes for a few hours this morning yes uh we get that um the detroit pistons once again are competing really hard against some really good teams but once again, they lose. Uh, the Bucks beat them one twenty-two to one thirteen. Uh, they were up, you know, by like one or two points. You know, it was up at two points, basically about five minutes left in the game, approximately. Yeah. And then the Bucks went on a fifteen-four run to end the game. So, if you're looking for bright spots, 
besides W's and L's, which the W's, there's only been four of them. Marcus Sasser off the bench with 23 points to lead the team. Uh, Beef Stew came off the bench, 19, so the bench did a nice job. Um, Giannis with a triple-double of 31, 17, and 10. And Chris Middleton had 26. And it's so weird. Anytime Chris Middleton plays well against the Pistons, it's one of these, damn, he was a Piston for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. They drafted him in the second round, and then he was part of the trade that they sent him in. What was it? Brandon Knight, I believe, to Milwaukee for, for Brandon Jennings, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, nobody really thought that much at the time. He was a second-round pick, you know. But lo and behold, he became is. an all-star. And, you know, that's the problem the Pistons have right now. I mean, it's great that they're, you know, they're playing hard, they're competing, they're this, they're that. Uh, but you, but, but when you play teams like Milwaukee, who have two superstars, let alone, and you, if you include Middleton, that's three all-stars, because obviously they have Dame Lillard and Giannis and, and Middleton, and Brooke Lopez is pretty damn good, too, but... The Pistons can't compete. The Pistons, you know, forgetting about Cunningham's injury, the way they're playing right now is the way they should have been playing like two or three years ago when they were really starting the rebuild, so to the restore, so to speak. They're yes. too far into this for this. To, oh, boy. To, to, for this to be, what is it, year three yeah. or three and a half for Troy Weaver? Yeah. Um, I agree. And you've got to find a way. It, it, you can't just sit here and say, well, it was great to compete. Yeah. Boy, boy, fun they're to competing. Watch. Yeah. I'm sick of it's, being it's, fun to it's, watch. It's, it's painful to even say that. And I cringe a little bit when you say, oh, well, it's a, they're showing some compete. Well, you're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you are supposed to, but you're also supposed to win some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there must have been something in the, uh, I don't know if it was the water yesterday or some, I don't know, if astrological karma, whatever. But if you remember, uh, January 22nd, 2006, I believe, Kobe Bryant had 81 points in a basketball game. Last night was January 22nd, 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves had 62 points in a loss. He had like 40 at the half. And they lost to a team. I thought the Pistons have a chance to win on tomorrow yeah. night against Charlotte. Coach kind of ripped them after the game, yeah, too. Yeah, he said, we're very immature. Very immature. Yeah, yeah. didn't play defense. He got outscored by 18 yeah, in the fourth yeah. quarter. They lost that game, and Minnesota's one of the best teams in the West. So he had 62, <clears throat> but that pales to what happened in Philly last night where Joel Embiid had 70. 20, it was, people were looking forward to see Embiid against Wembenyama. Wembenyama had a good game. He had 33. <laughs> Almost half of what Embiid, Embiid said. Embiid said, young boy. Yes, I'm going to go two for one. Young, young Frenchie, yeah. here's 70. Here's 70 for you. 24 of 41. 21 of 23 from the line. And B said that I should have had more. I missed a lot of easy shots. Like, yeah, well, he padded the stats with rebounds then too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it, and when you whenever you get to the line twenty three times and you can hit twenty one of those. That's what's you know amazing about him. Most not all obviously. A lot but of big it, men struggle. Yes, and he it's he's really really good. And as somebody who follows that team a little bit, I think it's great. I mean, what he what he's been able to accomplish. In the regular season, he just—I won't—I won't say he disappears, but he doesn't play as well in the playoffs as he does during the regular season. For him to 
be elevated, I mean, besides regular season MVP talk, to become one of the, a generational player, he's got to come through in the playoffs. That's, and that was the franchise record. Everybody said, what about Wilt? Well, when Wilt did it for Philadelphia, they were the Philadelphia Warriors before they moved to San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. Back in 1962. Well, the, they just trust the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's one of my favorite sweatshirts, my hoodie. And, uh, yeah, he's the only one left of the, of the process. It's process part de, so to speak. All right. Um, the Wings play uh, Dallas Stars tonight at uh, Little Caesars Arena. Yes, they do. And you'll be there. I will be. I can't wait. Yeah. Dallas is a good team, too. 60 points. Uh, I've, good I've, for them. Yes. The Kick East, their ass. The East is better than the West. So, But, you know, yes. They have a kid. Uh, was it Justin Robertson? I, be- I believe he's from Farmington, actually. Really good player. So the Stars are good. To, yeah, you'll get to see a good game tonight. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully it's a win. Game, yes. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in it for a win. And you're going to be on the glass? Or oh, yeah, I'll be on the glass. I can't wait. Do you know, like, which – because I want to watch you. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not – hold on. I can tell you where I'm sitting. I'm trying to figure out – I'm not exactly sure what side, you know, the wing shoot that goal twice or whatever. Right. Yeah. Hey, you can tell me to break it. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Lions have done something that we thought they were going to do three weeks ago, really. Uh, they have signed Zach Ertz. Yes. We thought it was going to be to, uh, uh, you know, replace Laporta. Yes. Or at least uh, in his stead if Correct. he was going to miss any time. But uh, he didn't miss any time. No. And now they're down another tight end, Brock Wright. And so insert- and actually there are two tight ends since uh, Laporta got hurt because James Mitchell got hurt too. Uh, yes, yes. But it's, it's. I mean, they've, they've been operating with two tight ends pretty much most of the year. Yes. So um, this will be a nice addition. I mean, he's 33 years old. Um, he was asked to be released from Arizona, but at the time he was also nursing. Was it a thigh uh, contusion? Or, yeah. Um, so they put him on the practice squad just to make sure that he is, obviously they worked him out, right. but they want to see him you know, run around the practice field and make sure that he's good to go before they bump him up to the regular squad. It seems to be the regular process now, and I would expect him to be available on Sunday. That's amazing. First game is Detroit Lions, the NFC, NFC Championship, championship game. game. Yeah. He's been there before. Yes, he has. Um, he's won the Super Bowl. Yes, he has. So it it it's it's great experience. Um, and being new, I think maybe the the experience that he can share is going to be more just in the tight end room. Mm-hmm. But because a new guy, hey, not a lot of you know the other fifty two. If he's on the fifty three, is not going to have a great voice. Hey, new guy no. shows up. Eh, what, what's he got to say? Uh, you know, okay, great experience. And there'll be some respect because he's 33. He's been in, in the league for a while, but he's not going to have a huge influence. But in that tight end room, especially with a very young Sam Laporta, I think that's a great signing. And he's got a relationship with the tight end coach because he was a tight end coach out in Arizona. Yes, and uh, he did play this year. It's not that he came completely off the street. He played seven games and kind of asked to be released. Uh, you know, he had 43 catches in seven games on a team going nowhere. He wasn't being, you know, utilized that well. He wanted to, you know, you know hopefully play for a contender. I'm sure. Being, well, being the, one of four teams that could have signed him at this they're, point. They're damn right. So I'm sure he's uh, pretty damn happy. And not that it makes a difference. You know, he's familiar with playing in Northern California since he played in Stanford. Yes. Yes. So you have a Cal quarterback and a Stanford tight end. Uh, yes. And a Stanford running back on the other side. Um, yes. So kind of. 
Wa- it's a wash. I hope the band doesn't like run on the field. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, uh, the referee, it will not be Brad Allen, but it, uh, it is going to be somebody who might be a little bit familiar to uh, Lions fans and not the greatest way of all time, and that would be Cleet Blakeman and his crew. Uh, his crew, they don't throw that many flags. They're like, you know, middle of the pack or whatever. But he was the uh, referee, uh, his crew. You remember a few years ago when Trey Flowers had two straight uh, hands to the hands face, to the face yeah. and the league came In back and said, yeah, it was, a, it was a Thursday night or a Monday night game. But I remember the league coming back saying, well, you got one, one of them was wrong, one of them was right. Every time, I don't know if you've witnessed this in your you know, watching of of Detroit Lions. Anytime there's a hands to the face, like there was one obviously against Tampa on this past Sunday, and I instantly go back to Trey Flowers. Like as soon as I hear hands to the face, because I was watching that game, uh, and I instantly go back to the two. And I mean, you could. I thought both of them were BS. And me, me too. I go back to another game against Green Bay with hands to the face. Right? Wasn't it Greg Devin Taylor? Right before that, Rogers Hail Mary got caught for uh, a penalty. Right before, yeah, a face mask, face hands mask. in the face, whatever it was. Yeah, well, face mask is different. Than yeah, I know, but face. it was his hands were in his face. But still, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but totally it, but it was, but it wasn't call. a, it, it wasn't a, it was a shady call. Like he almost just like brushed them, so to speak. It wasn't yes. like a, a yank job, so to speak. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, our telephone number is 248-539-9797. Oh, boy. <laughs> On the show today, we have our uh, two grand slam coming up at 725. Peter King will join us at 735. There's a little coaching news he will probably give us. Uh, and Dan Campbell at 802. And it's the Stoney and Jansen program. 97 won the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Dan Campbell at eight oh two and uh, seven twenty five. Your chance to win two thousand dollars. It is the two grand slam. John, one of the NFL's all time greats, uh, had a take yesterday on uh, ESPN, and uh, while his points are salient and not completely wrong, 
I don't think that uh, Shannon Sharp really, really has spent any time here. No, I don't think he has. I don't think he's done uh, much research. And and I'm I'm wondering how prevalent this is regarding, you know, the the fact that the Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship game first time since the ninety one ninety two season, mm-hmm. and only time since ninety one ninety two, and only the second time since it's been around. Yeah. So. He mentioned yesterday on what is the first take that he's on now? Yeah, uh-huh. that, yes, he, like two, he, two or three spot, times. A week. Yeah, yeah, spot little little show there. Um, said that the best remaining story of the four teams is not the Detroit Lions, and that's what Stephen A. and Dan Orlovsky were were talking about. It is Lamar Jackson. And he was talking about the fact that 31 other two teams passed on him, and it was Ozzie Newsome that ended up drafting him. He traded back into the first round, got him at 32, and was talk- and, and I don't disagree that he's a great story. Oh, it's amazing. And the fact that you know people had said, hey, you're going to have to be a running back. You're going to have to be a receiver. You can't make it as a quarterback. He's made it, obviously, as a quarterback one time. Now, I mean, he hasn't been announced, but he's going to be the MVP again this year. Right. So two-time MVP. As he should be. Yeah, and 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 he's been tremendous. And we we talked a lot about him this offseason because he not he didn't get the franchise tag. He got well, the transition tag. Correct. So uh, 31 other teams could have offered him a contract. Correct. Nobody did. Right. And, and I, so he's a great story. Do you, do you think those teams, by the way, not to hijack this at all, get too much crap? For not like Atlanta, for one, and some of the others, even you know, some people wanted the Lions to go after him because I think Baltimore would have matched it anyway, right? I think Baltimore would have matched Baltimore it. Yeah. Was not, when you, Baltimore was not letting him go. No, when you listen to John Harbaugh talk, and you didn't hear much from the front office there, it was all through John Harbaugh, and I like their chain of command there. I think they do a great job. Um, it was, we love Lamar Jackson. We, 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 we think he's a special player. We love what he does for our team. He's a great leader. He, 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 John Harbaugh said all the right things, mm-hmm. did all the right things. They played all the right cards, pushed all the right buttons. And Lamar Jackson is back there. And Because I think if, if Atlanta had matched it, if Carolina obviously weren't going to do it, but it's, it's – Right. You know, anybody had, had given him a, an offer, they would have matched it. Right. Uh, because getting in return, what was it, two first-round picks, um, I believe? Yes. Uh, they got would have gotten in return. They wouldn't have been able to replace no. Lamar MVP. Jackson. Yeah. And so it's a great story. And I, I, I get it. But how many people around the country in football – now, the Lions have been the darling since hard knocks. And the momentum around the Detroit Lions and the awareness of what – Detroit Lions fans have gone through yeah. has has gained momentum. But I'm not sure anybody and, and it might be impossible for them to completely understand what it's been like and the struggles, to put it kindly, mm-hmm. we have been through over the past well, since nineteen fifty seven, with one or two bright spots and some good players to cheer, just not Enough wins and mm-hmm. no championship. Right, I think in the I think Shannon Sharp is in the major minority because I believe most by now, especially if you've been paying attention and you do watch some, whether the pregame shows or all the you know ancillary stuff, ESPN, FS1, you know, listen to your local sports radio, your national, wherever you are. I think pretty much people understand finally, and it's taken us. 
too long to f- let people know how bad it has been here. Uh, I think everybody knows, and that's part of the reason, besides the love affair for Dan Campbell, uh, that the, the United States of America loves the Detroit Lions. Well, I think they love the Detroit Lions. That's not the question. The question is, do they understand fully or completely the struggle like you saw in you know with the Chicago Cubs, that you saw with the Boston Red Sox? Like those were very well publicized, and I don't know that the struggles. Um, and, and I maybe not. And the reason is because the Cubs and the Red Sox had at least one or maybe two times during their, you know, futility streak, so to speak, where they basically just choked away pennants and, and possible championships. Yeah. They went through that. The Lions very rarely got in that position to even choke anything away. They didn't even get the, the chicken to choke on the bone, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's still one of those. Oh, I know. You know one of those things where, and, and maybe until that, two weeks leading into the Super Bowl. Maybe that's when everybody starts digging into, you know, 0-16. Now, we know that. People know that. Mm -hmm. But they start digging in a little bit deeper to, okay, what happened after 1991? Why did Barry retire? There's the documentary, you know, that that Barry put out. Mm -hmm. Does it become a little bit more in the the mainstream vernacular of the struggle of the Detroit Lions? Mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, you know, he we all feel like he retired before he had to. Correct. Barry retired before he had to. So many guys, and then obviously, you know, uh, Utley and Andelsack, Andelsack, yeah. and and everything that went into like I, I just don't know that people know the totality. They may know store a story. Mm-hmm because there's a lot of them. Right. But I don't know if they understand the totality. And that's why I, when I when I hear Shannon Sharp talk about Lamar Jackson being the greatest story remaining, it's like, now you just don't understand. Because there are other stories. And I'm not going to sit right. here and, and talk about, oh, you know, Jared Goff getting back to the Super Bowl. Right. That, to me, is less than Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, you talk about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, getting to the Super Bowl. Could he get there healthy? That, to me, again, it's a great right. story, mm-hmm. but it's less than Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson, to me, is less than the story in its, you know, encompassing everything of the Detroit Lions. True. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. So the question is, and we'll take uh, Owen 16 out of the equation. Since the Lions last made the NFC Championship game, the end of the 1991 season, the calendar year 1992 is when the playoff game was played. What is the low, the low water mark for this franchise? What is it? 248-539-9797. 248-539-9797. Peter King will join us at 735. Two Grand Slam at 725. Dan Campbell at 802. So you want to stick and stay, as uh, they say. We have uh, some ticket texts. Asking you, uh, also, what is the uh, the low mark for this franchise since the last time they were in the NFC Championship game, 1991, because, the 1991 season, because Shannon Sharp uh, yesterday said the best story of the Final Four here is Lamar Jackson. And, you know, silence the doubters and all that stuff. And that's a good story. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but it's, it's the Lions. I mean, it's coming from the, yeah. you know, the depths of where they came from. And even forgetting even 
the history, just this incarnation where they started off 313-1 their first year. I mean, to get to where they are now after that, right, with that yeah. roster. Just in the last three years. Yes, that's that's probably a, just as good a story as Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's some ticket text about Lamar. Lamar Jackson won his second playoff game, not his first, against a team that squeaked into the playoffs with a rookie coach, rookie quarterback, a warm-weather team in the outdoors against the number one defense. Lamar Jackson did what he was supposed to do. Now he plays the defending Super Bowl champs. Win that, and you got a story. He hasn't done anything yet. If you ask me, he did what he was supposed to do. That's Bob and Rochester. And wasn't the Baltimore-Houston game tied at halftime as well? Yeah, it was 10-10. Yeah. Uh, no one can now call this season a failure for the Lions. Divisional championship, two playoff wins. We are now in the conversation, and anything can happen come Sunday. That's a great story. Yeah. No doubt. Um, it was interesting. I didn't even know this one. Only three quarterbacks in NFL history, have seasons of 14 or more wins, including the playoffs, with multiple franchises. You know who the three are? Well, Jared Goff. There you go. <laughs> the other two are in the Hall we of Fame. We love Goff. The other two are in the Hall of Fame, or one is and one will be. Um, Air, Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. And one's already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Troy Aikman? Peyton, Peyton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Okay. There, there, there's your three. Okay. Yeah, Troy Aikman never played for any other team but the Cowboys, did he? I don't think so. Oh, no, I guess, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what's the hot, the low water mark since 1991? <sighs> Honestly, because of what happened, I was almost going to say one, one that you kind of mentioned, but I'm, I think that you might go there, so I'm going to go someplace different. Oh, no, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, I'll wait. To me, it's when they hire, and, it, and I, I wasn't against it at the time, the Matt Millen signing, that that to me is the low. The, that, that's it because of what that whole era. I mean, it's just that was it. And here they took a chance. They went outside the box for the first time. Yeah, gave him credit for that. But it was just an abject failure. Let me tell you something. You know, water is wet. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, that well, got well, extended. Not wet, but, right. Yeah. You you get, you get the um, you know the extension might even be worse. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to double down on that. You know, I think were you going to say I was going to talk about Barry? Yeah, yeah, Barry walking away, obviously one of yeah. them. Uh, Calvin walking away, that'd be another. But and, and I don't know how you top Barry walking away because at the time it was now I was in Detroit or I was in Washington, and I didn't know all of the conversations. That was your that first going, training camp, right? Yes. Uh, and so uh, for straight camp, so everybody kept talking about, well, you know, Dan Snyder bought the team and, and the conversation there was, can he pay Barry enough to come back? Now, as we've, I've learned more uh, and you guys knew more about it at that time, it wasn't about the money. No. It was just Barry walking away from the game. And the, the perception obviously was, it was the Lions organization that forced one of the greatest players, if not the greatest running back of all time. Mm-hmm. To walk away from the game when some some very important records were were right there, were right there, and he was all we had. Yes, um, so that's that's one. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit further on your Matt Millen and talk the hire of Marty Morningweg because it was the it was the start of the Millen era. Right. It was obviously two years where it was. Two and fourteen, three and thirteen, I believe, was oh. was his overall record. 
um, in the two years that he was head coach. Um, the highlight was, was I don't know, there's probably a lot of, let's say the low light mm-hmm. was taking the wind. Correct. But it just was, it was just an awful era. Right. It, the motorcycle, oh, the, the everything it about but, it was but just awful compa- because it was. Millen compounded it by making another move that people liked at the time, but, uh, you know, Mooch. Right. It was terrible well, for this but, team. But, yeah, but it was a popular move at the time. Right. M- Morningweg was... Nobody knew who he was. Yeah. I mean, he was a I mean, 49ers offensive coordinator. Right. It wasn't even perceived as... Like when Millen was hired, you mentioned it. It was out of the box. Mm-hmm. Lions are trying to do something different. Change their outcome. Change, you know, it's it's the, the definition of uh, insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over. Right. You get the same result. Well, this was outside the box. Like you mentioned... Marty Morningweg wasn't even outside the box. He wasn't even in the box. He was just, it was just there. Yeah, but that was, you know, oh boy, here we go. We're going to get a, an offensive coordinator from, you know, the, the architect of the West Coast right, offense. Right, right, yes. All right, here's some, uh, I'll take a text and we'll go to the calls. The low water marks were actually dual events, uh, Barry and Calvin. They basically yeah. retired out of disgust. Um, low water mark for me was Quintricia. 0-16 was obviously low, but we had put a good team together that was making the playoffs with some frequency, and then all hope was blown to pieces again. Hiring Matt Millen. Uh, the low mark was when Dan Orlovsky ran out of the end zone for the safety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was during the 0-16 season. Yeah, is that, is that covered by the, we can't say 0-16? <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, that's... That's a, covered that's, by, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. Adam and Brighton. I lived in Chicago when the Cubs finally broke the curse. I distinctly remember a post-game interview where they asked uh, Chris Bryant, how did you break the curse? And he said that their team was very young, a bunch of young guys, a new generation that didn't grow up hearing or caring about any curse. Maybe that's the Lions, too, a good collection of young guys. Well, yes, but you can't say that their young guys didn't grow up hearing about the curse because Aiden Hutchinson grew up living the curse. That's true. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Matt Patricia was the low watermark. Guys, I have been a fan for a long time. Honestly, there's so many bad times, uh, but the Quintricia era made me so mad because we literally started to have the pieces to the puzzle and it wasted three years. After that, the Marinelli years and then the Mooch era. Uh, the signing of Pat Swilling. <clears throat> Your question of a low point is laughable. Where do you start? From Marty Morningweg storming away from practice on his Harley right. to Joe Cullen's naked Wendy's drive through run, the team has been a dis- dysfunctional mess for years. Yeah. I get sick of the Millen and Morningweg answers on this because, first off, Millen was not experienced. Right. Like I think Quintricia was worse. I really do because they came in with some credentials. They came in with credentials, and they also took over a team that was not awful. Well, you could you kind of went where I want to say I, nine and seven's not good enough. Right, might have been a low point. Although that led to what we have now. I go into something just a little bit different, just trying to be different. I, I think the end of the 2014 season. The reason I say that is they had a top five defense. They went with went to Lambeau with an opportunity to win the North, and that day it became clear and obvious to me that Matthew Stafford was never going to be good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers. Right, and then they went to Dallas and got screwed, and then they started. Sue left, got nothing for him, and 2015 started one and seven. So they had a stretch of one and nine football, and you lost a arguable Hall of Famer, but definitely a Pro Bowl caliber player. He didn't want to be here. 
You wasted that talent. Talent. Calvin walked away, and you were just left with Stafford. They probably should have traded him years earlier. And yes, not, you know, not extended him. They probably could have got the farm for him if they were the exactly the team that. But then you wouldn't have what you had. Exactly. So. Right. So, yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's go to Kevin in Macomb. What's up, Kev? Not much. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you guys were uh, mentioning Shannon Sharp. I was uh, I was watching that the other day with my friend and. Shannon Sharp's just out of touch. Uh, I mean, this is coming from a guy who spent, I think, $60,000 on a sweater. Um, I mean, he's just that guy who I feel he just reads up the teleprompter. And also, I mean, you mentioned Chicago and Boston. I mean, those are massive media markets. So I I think Detroit's never going to get the love they want. One person I do notice who does give Detroit a lot of love, though, is um, Scott Van Pelt. I think he does uh, appreciate the city and what's been going on with the team, and he's he's very uh, fiery about it. Uh, I would have to say the low – what was that? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the lowest the lowest moment I feel in my uh, time is uh, the Quinn Trisha hiring. I, I was for it in the beginning, but, I mean, just because they traded away Slay just because he did, they didn't like him, and then they tried to save their jobs by drafting Okuda when – I mean, you don't know what could have happened, but they could have taken Tua. I mean, yeah, so. they could have taken Derek. I, th- I, well, I was told, I don't know if it's true, that Patricia wanted Derek, uh, with Derek Brown, the uh, yeah, nose tackle. Yeah, that's yeah. what he wanted. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff. You're on 97 won the ticket. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I've been a Lions fan for 60 years. I've displaced in Virginia. Follow you. Follow you and listen to the Lions all the time, for years. But I think the low point has been a combination of all the bad calls, questionable calls against the Lions. The better they got, the worse the calls uh, came against them. I think the officiating has been a combination resulting in the low point for the Lions. So, so the better the line. So, the the biggest bad calls were in playoff games. Not just playoff games, regular season games where they had a chance to advance. Uh, games that they had won, like the uh, football move play against uh, Calvin Johnson. Oh, complete oh, the, the process. process. Complete the process. So you you think it's? Uh, do you think? Why do you think they get? bad calls in your opinion i don't know but if if you go back and look you know i i remember times i remember when Karras grabbed a hold of tarkington drove him back 20 yards on a sack didn't get a call for anything no every time a lion touches a well in the past 10 15 years Every time a lion touched a quarterback, it was 15 yards. Well, that that's the way the NFL is. Now, Alex Karras today yeah. would have got a penalty for that, too. <laughs> Come on. Bring up Mongo. <laughs> Mongo likes Sheriff Park. <laughs> Mongo likes beans. <laughs> 97 won the ticket. <laughs> Football season is upon us. Obviously, playoff season is upon us. Dive into the best pool in history. At Stadium Swim, it's located at Circa Resort and Casino. Catch all the biggest games at a viewing experience built for sports fans. Chill in one of the six pools on three different levels for a perfect view of the massive 
40-foot-tall, high-definition screen. That's Stadium Swim. It's America's favorite place to watch football. You've got swim-up bars, Insta-ready selfie walls, and one nonstop football party every single game day. Score your perfect game day spot with cozy day beds, private cabanas, or gravel lounge at the center of the action. Reserve your place today. It's 365 days of sports poolside located at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium Swim, all sports, all seasons. Book your spot today at CircaLasVegas.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 248-539-9797. Pistons lose to Milwaukee, 122-113 last night. Joel Embiid with a 70-piece. Philly over San Antonio. Carl Anthony Towns at 62. The Timberwolves lost something in the water. Maybe it's because it's the uh, it was the 18th anniversary of when Kobe hit 81. Could be. Some kind of weird karma. And the Wings are home to face the Dallas Stars tonight. John Jansen, Jack Jansen, and friends will be in attendance. Yes, yes. Grand Slam Ellie will be one of them. Oh, and then, uh, okay, cool. One of Jack's buddies, Jack. Another Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have two Jacks. Oh, so, <laughs> if I said, so, if I, so if I was at the game and I said, hi, Jack, both would answer. Yeah, both would answer. Yes. Yeah, All we'll right. have a pair of jacks. Two, four, eight, five, three, nine. I don't say that at a game. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> no, just not on a plane. Not on a plane. Yeah, you can say hi, Jack, at a game. I don't think anybody's going to take the little, oh, the little Caesars does look like a spaceship. Yes. yes. Did you ever see sudden death? Yeah. I didn't remember right Terrorists invaded the igloo and that, the that's Penguins true. and during the Chicago yes. Penguins uh, Stanley, Cup. Stanley Cup finals in 92. Yeah, but it wasn't a hijack. But yes, I know what you mean. Yes. I hijacked the arena. Okay, to me, hijack means all right, whatever. I'm not going to get go. to okay. semantics. But yes, you're right, technically. Uh, let's go to Joe at St. Clair Shores. What's up, Joe? Yeah, great show, guys. Really you. enjoy it. You make my drive in a lot easier. Thank you. Uh, listen, uh, I'm old enough to remember the, the days of Wayne Fox. And my, the, my ultimate desperation was when we had a team in 91 that was, was, riddled, was riddled with talent. But we didn't have a leader that was going to command them. And so despite the fact that we had all of these, this talent, it, 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 it became clear to me that we were going to go nowhere. And I think that's the biggest difference now versus 91 where we have leadership not only as the head coach but also a quarterback they all seem to be in lockstep and that was not the case in 91 well 91 i thought it actually was i mean 91 they had the adversity you had jerry ball got you know was out for the sea out for the season later the energy against the jets you had the utley situation and they you know they beat the cowboys and then it was NFC Championship game, and they just happened to play one of the great teams of that decade and, and, lo- and got blown out in the second half. So I'll question you well, on they, the 91. The, after that, down the road, they probably should have obviously uh, had better results, even though they made the playoffs a couple of times. So, but, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not blaming Wayne for 91. Uh, there were other things that he did that were ridiculous. 248-539-9797. Uh, let's say hello to uh, Dave in Flint. What's going on, Dave? How's it going, guys? I love the show. Thank you. I got to chime in. I got three points to make. 
first of all, we got to thank, thank Peyton Manning for breaking the curse. I'm gonna send him a fruit basket. Oh, him and Jeff, him and Jeff Daniels, huh? Yeah. Exactly. We got to thank them. And then you know we just had some bad luck over the years. Remember the year that we on a roll, we won five games in a row. Then Nate Brotherson broke his arm with the pizza. <laughs> Allegedly, it was a pizza. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. And then the year Titus Young flipped out, we didn't know he was going to flip out. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad Sheila brought the right people in, hired the right people, got the right people in to know what they're doing. Yeah. So we're on the road. It's nothing but upside coming. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's what I believe. That's what I feel. I probably feel more than, than there's a lot of proof. You can't really prove anything that's going to happen in the future. Correct. But you, you can prove that you feel like you're well, – could prove that you are set up for success. Correct. Doesn't, and, doesn't and mean you're going to have success. Not to go down the road too far, but this division is going to – it could be the best division in football next year. Oh, yeah. Depending on – I mean, the, obviously the Bears, they've got a decision to make with Justin Fields. Right. Um, I think he's he's a pretty good player. He's, he's, he's out, outplayed what I thought he could do. Now, if they move on from him, they're going to have a lot of draft capital to be better. Right. And they have Defensively, two, they're pretty darn good. They're pretty good right now. Yeah. And Green Bay – Green Bay, we'll see the what youngest doing. team yeah. that's ever been in the playoffs since I, I think, nineteen sixty-one or some yeah. crazy stat like that. So they're going to get better. And Minnesota, you know, whoever their quarterback is, I mean, we'll see how many how they do because yeah, they I really think O'Connell's a tremendous coach, and Flores, their defensive coordinator, is is one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, my low mar- my low water mark for this franchise was when Sam Darnold uh, whipped our ass on national TV to kick off the Matt Patricia era. I checked out for a while after that. That was a tough one. Yeah. Well, especially when you start off with the pick six and you're thinking, all right, yeah. here we go. It was Diggs, the and then England Patricia way. got rid of him. <laughs> Actually, it was all Gov's fault because he sat next to Sam Darnold's parents on, the, on, the, on their way in. Oh. Uh, the final season of Quintricia. The players had totally quit towards the final days of their leadership. At least it seemed that way. Yeah. I wouldn't deny that. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Quintricia... Detroit Nation is floating at the surface. We reached our hands up to the boat for help. They pushed our heads back underwater. Glad Matt Patricia got his in Philly this year. I believe he will not be with that team next year either. Shocker. Guys, you mentioned the Mike Utley situation. Please don't forget about the unfortunate Reggie Brown situation. That's from uh, Michael. Yes. Yes. That was the game where Barry got the 2000. They beat Bill Parcells' New York Jets to get to the playoffs. And by the way, that was the loudest building I've ever been in uh, maybe until last Saturday. But really? The, the, oh, the, the, I think they try, They almost like changed the rules about it as far as delay of the games. They, they threatened to penalize the, the fans after that because it was so loud. The Jets kept burning timeouts. They couldn't hear a freaking thing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patric- how, how, how our world has changed I just know. in regards to how they, you know, they, people perceive crowd noise. Uh-huh. Matt Patricia was the low light. The other coaches were just in over their heads. They did their best. They were just bad coaches. Patricia is an a-hole on purpose because he thought it was motivating. He was an idiot. Yeah, he cut on people for their posture at press conferences. Yeah. They like, were not good people, him and Quinn. I, I know. know somebody that worked on the broadcast crew. And they told me that like Quinn got in the elevator in Green Bay and wouldn't even look at this person. Like Just acted like they were superior like no, no, just not even a high. And it's they, tough they, to be and, around and people they just like, like disappear. Well, Patricia, we the know Quinn, where he ended up. I, the Quinn was nowhere around except for the draft. It seemed like maybe yes. before the season a little. 
Like you see, Brad Holmes around. I know. I know GMs don't like to do in, in right. season interviews. I get that. I, I really do understand that concept. Uh, mm-hmm. But you see him, right? I don't, Quinn didn't have to be high fiving fans after. No, you know they lost to the Chiefs, the greatest loss in Lions history. That's Maybe right. that was the worst moment. That was, that's right. People were excited. We only lost to the Chiefs. A topic, this. Jamie. Greatest <laughs> loss in Lions history. I mean, seriously, what kind of question is that? What other market does that? None. Let's go to Paul in Rochester. You're a 97 on the ticket. Morning, gentlemen. How Morning. are you? Good, Paul. Listen, you know, thinking about your question and, you know, whether it was re-signing Millen to the extension or drafting Titus Young or the Quintricia era, it just got me thinking, and maybe this is the solace we need. It's, it's kind of like the back to the future uh, question. If we change the past, do we change the present? We had to go through all this to get what we have now, right? Yeah, technically, so, yes. Technically, you're that's correct. The, that's the solace that we can take, but, you know, that that was just the point I wanted to make. Generally. Yeah, Paul, but the, the, the other argument would be if you had done things better differently, you know, or earlier, you would have gotten here earlier. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, look, hope, hopefully sure. we'll be able to ask the question in a couple of weeks. Was it worth the pain? And the answer will be yes. It turns out yes. Right? I mean, uh, I think some of the humility that the ownership had to show, even it's mm-hmm. been different, you know, yeah. from Martha to Sheila. Right. You look at that moment. Uh, with Calvin, with Calvin, when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, that was so uncomfortable. You know, I got it, though. I understand what fans did. I just didn't think it was the right time and place. But that's my view on yeah. things. There's a time and place for stuff. But you know what? You also get the opportunity to – you know, voice your opinion towards ownership as a large group sometimes. And she took it. She said it. It's okay. And she understood it. And then she doubled down on Campbell when, I'll admit, I was about ready to bail. Because his record was starting to mirror Marty Morgan. Right, it was 4 and oh, it was four, 19 19 and one. one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our telephone number, 248-539-9797. Coming up this hour, Two Grand Slam and Peter King. First, Chris Falar. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 